Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Lifted Logic, a podcast presented by Custom Offsets. Uh, whether this is your first time tuning in or your returning guest, thank you so much for your support. Today in the studio, uh, oh, let me back up. I'm your host, Dustin, and today in the studio, joining me is Sean Berger of Branded Title Company. Yeah, yeah. This is where you say hello. Hello. You can't rub your beard on the mic. It'll get weird. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, thanks for joining us today. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Um, if you're new here, you may be wondering exactly what Lifted Logic is. Um, Lifted Logic is a podcast presented by Custom Offsets. Uh, we outline all things Custom Offsets related, so industry trends, uh, trending topics. Uh, we cover events. We cover um, just anything Custom Offsets related. So remember, if you need wheels, tires, or suspension, you're going to want to head on over to customoffsets.com and pick those up. Also, if you missed it, and you probably have to be living under a rock, because I'm pretty sure everyone's noticed, uh, but we are doing another full build giveaway. So we're talking hostile wheels up to 22 inches, including forged wheels, which is kind of a big deal for us. Super big deal. Uh, forged wheels are expensive. So hostile's hooking up with wheels up to 22 inches. Uh, Nitto's going to pair any tire up to 22 inch in diameter, as, or as in wheel diameter as well. And then Superlift is going to get you any lift kit you want up to $2,500, including king kits. So that's a big deal. Dang. To get entered to win, uh, you just pick up one of these cool t-shirts if you guys are watching um, this medium. Otherwise, if you're not, head on over to customoffsets.com forward slash giveaway and you can check out our giveaway gear there and pick the t-shirt up as well. So every $5 you spend gets you one entry. So super simple to get entered into win. Uh, all right, let's get into it. Okay, so, so as, as I, I said, said welcome back, back to Lifted Logic. Logic. Today's episode is episode number nine, which if you didn't know, is actually episode number ten. But I was going to say, pilot, so it's really nine. I want to be on the ten. Okay. I need an even number. If it's, the people like you, we'll bring you back next time. But OCD if they hate thing. you, it's not my fault, brother. Well, I guess we'll see how it goes. We'll find out. Um, so yeah, today's episode nine. I'm joined again by the Sean Berger, a longtime friend of mine, an exotic car mechanic yeah. for Branded Title Company. Sounds really fancy when you put it that way. It sounds really fancy. Yeah, we'll get into that later. Um, so today's episode is going to be a little different. Um, historically, uh, I've always done interview style. So it's like, who are you? How did you get here? Like, what did you do before this? Today, we're not doing that. Oh, geez, I practiced. <laughs> I can tell. Oh. I just threw his page full of notes down on the table, by the way, uh, for those of you that are listening to this. Anyway, um, so today, I want to sit down and just have a good old chat. <laughs> I was waiting for you to pick up on that subtle driver to driver. Plug. You're going to drive, run all the way around the building? Yes. Um, but I want to chat about the coolest truck trims that have ever been produced. And I don't know. I know you've got a whole list of them there. A whole um, list. I don't know how many of those we're going to get through. All of them. Zach, I'm going to ask you to kind of keep an eye when we on time. When we start getting about 25 minutes, let me know. Okay. So other than that, we'll just um, we'll, we'll chit-chat about that. So, yeah, I want to talk about... Um, the coolest trims of pickups that have been made ever in the history of the world. And then um, we'll wrap up after that with the Wheel of the Week and then ask us anything like we always do. So before we jump into it, um, just a quick caveat. This is not a complete list of the coolest truck trims ever. This is only stuff that we thought was neat and we wanted to talk about. So there's tons of them out there and we could spend all so day. So many. So cool. Uh, any questions? For me? Yeah. From me? From you, to me. Not yet. You have no questions. I'll ask yet. them if they come up. Cool. I'll just interrupt your ass. 
Let's talk about truck trims. Let's I'm excited. Talk about truck trims. So start wherever you want on that oh, list. God. Whatever you want to do. Where do we start? What do you think is the coolest truck on that list? There's so many different reasons for different things to what be the coolest truck. Oh, God. For those of you that don't know Sean, Sean is a encyclopedia of automotive knowledge. I've never met anyone in my life that can retain just the craziest little detailed facts. So this is going to be really fun. There's no one I would rather have on this episode than you. I think I'd, I think I'd have to go with the second gen Lightning. Okay. It was, just, it was weird timing. It was 1999. And they so those were in 99 to what? 01, I believe. It's two years only. Correct. Okay. So, yeah, those are super neat. So tell me a little bit about those because I don't know a ton about the Lightnings. Those are supercharged? Supercharged, 5.4, and they got like an F-350 trans, so they were super stout, <laughs> super strong, just regular cap, short box, two-wheel drive, 360 horsepower, 01 was 380. Absolutely insane. Burnout and, machines. And of course, brought to life. Yeah, Zach's got them pulled up right there. Step side, nonetheless. Step right? side. So it's not like they were a fleet side bed Correct. with nice smooth body lines. They had like the chunky like step cutout thing. And I'm not a step side guy, if you could tell. I'm not either, but it works one, dude, well. Look at that one ripping a fat burnout yeah. right there. Look at that guy. And they got like those weird there. clear taillights. Yeah. And single side exit dual tip. Yeah, just a... They're so, I think what makes this truck really iconic for me is two things. One, they're really unique and like there wasn't anything else really made by Ford Motor Company like the Lightning. Correct. Especially this generation Lightning because it was that round body style and then it was step side and it was, it was just kind of a weird mashup of a lot of horsepower and then some weird body panels that kind of fit yeah. around. <laughs> and there wasn't like a really a big reason like the, the first gen Lightning you had the 454 SS trucks but 99... 1999 wasn't just really because they're just like let's do it because I, is yeah. that did that share an engine with any of the mustangs no mustangs were all 4.6 liter see that makes it yeah. even weirder then because i could understand if ford was like hey we have a pile of these supercharged engines laying around let's put them in something yeah. else but it's a completely different engine it's, it's wild super weird it's so super weird, weird. super neat Crazy trucks. Yeah, absolutely. And they're cheap now. And, of course, brought to light, nonetheless, by the Fast and the Furious, right? Yep, I mean, 100%. Is, I remember, I think I was, Fast and the Furious came out in what? Oh. One. One. Yep. So I was eight. Yeah. What, what would I have been? Like nine, ten? I'm, ten how, old, I think? how much older am I? I'll be 27. Next, uh, Friday. Friday is my birthday. So oh, the weird. day before this episode comes out, I'll Interesting. be 27 by now. Well, happy early birthday. Thank you, sir. So, yeah, you're a couple years older than me, but... Either way, so there we are, 8 to 11 years old, watching Paul Walker pull up to the curb in a truck, you know, smash right into it. Smokes it. Oh. <laughs> wild. Absolutely wild. Yeah. So what makes this one the number one for you? Like I said before, it was just crazy at the time. They were, they were pretty fast trucks. I mean, you could just go get one of these off the lot and go head to head with muscle cars at the time. Right. For the same money. It's crazy. And still have a bed and still haul stuff around. Yeah, so truck. Do whatever you needed to do. Always loved regular cab, short box, two-wheel drive trucks. It's it's everything that I want from a muscle car and a truck at the same time. Yeah, it's awesome. I love it. I'm going to I'm gonna chip in here, I think. I think what we'll do is we'll just bounce back and forth yeah. off the list, kind of what's, what we feel is really high priority, and then we'll have to see if we double up and cover something. But for me, the number one truck on that list should be no surprise. You already know where I'm going with oh, this. I don't think I do. Do you? I don't know. The number one truck on that list, hands down, bar none, second gen Raptor. 
Okay. I okay. I have said it before, and the people that are listening are probably tired of hearing about it. I am absolutely in love with the second gen Raptor, dude. They're they're the best. I remember when the first gen came out, and I was like, I love I love the V8. I gotta have it. It's America. It's muscle. It's everything that I want in life. And then the second gen came out, and I was like, I, was like, I don't want anything to do with this twin turbo, right? It's not a V8. And they kind of sound like poop. Yeah, they sound different, right? But the more I got accustomed to them, the more I learned that I absolutely love this truck. The body lines look great. The interiors are awesome. Oh, they're so good. 14 inches of suspension travel, 500 horsepower, 550 foot-pounds of torque. Almost. Off the line. Yeah. Almost 500, 475 or something, right? I think I wrote it down. What's what it say, say there? 450 horsepower, Four, 510 torque. Uh, yeah. But 450, still. 510, excuse me. But either way, off the factory line. With a warranty. A 3.5 liters. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm saying. And they look so good. That is probably the best looking truck Ooh. on this list. Undoubtedly. At least. Especially like like that right there. Look yeah. at that. Zach uh, was lucky enough to go at the King of Hammers. And that is uh, Brian, right, from Method. That's his, his wife's truck. Oh, really? And he's out there Interesting. around in a Raptor just <laughs> flying across the desert with very minimal bo- minimal mods. I mean, it's 30, what, 37s? Yeah, stocks. Yeah, stock suspension, stuff 37s on it, sent it across the desert. Or like Ben from the Sea Boys just picked up that Raptor, did a, a front bumper, um, 35s, and I believe 17 by 9s or 18s. A smaller wheel, yeah. a bigger tire. But either way, it looks so good. I think they're all factory 35s, all Raptors. I believe so. I know that you can get a mud terrain from the factory with with a beadlock. Ah, I did read that. Yep. I did read you could get a factory. Get Aren't a those factory illegal in some states? Uh, they're illegal in most states. <laughs> well, how do they? I, just, I don't right. know, man. I don't, don't ask, you, don't tell. Maybe you can't buy them in Wisconsin, I guess. I, I wonder. Know. But it's super cool. Everything about so I don't want to ramble too long because I could talk about this truck. Right. I could do an Same. entire episode on the One Raptor episode. Ooh. We could do the history we could, of Ford Raptor. We could do that. Episode 10. All right, let's You're do it. you first. Let's do it. <laughs> High five. Can we do this? Yeah, there it is. So anyway, no, I love the Raptor. I love everything about it. Specifically, the second gen for me makes it a beautiful truck. Well, they they killed that whole game. People have tried we'll get to kind of go at them. It just didn't work. Yep. didn't work. All right, you're up. What do you got? Well, what do you mean? What do I got? What's, What's next for you? Are we just going to talk about Fords this whole time? Is that what we're going to do? <laughs> Dude. What do you got? Tremor. Oh, you wrote, you yeah, did write the Tremor down. I did write the Tremor so down. So I wrote, we just did an episode of What's the Hype on the Tremor. Which <laughs> Did you? Yes. If you guys haven't watched it, it's I have phenomenal. It. Zach, drop a link in the description on this one. Um, but that's a really good episode. I actually wrote the script for that one. And I wasn't super familiar with the Tremor, but that's a neat truck. They are. And you like never see them. Nobody knows what they are, yeah. but they exist. Yeah. So for those of you that don't know, the Tremor is a three-quarter and one-ton trim package of the single rear wheel not dually, single rear wheel uh, Ford HD trucks, the new ones. And it comes with like, and you could, you probably got some specifics written down, but it's like, it's solid axle, right? It's. Where where are you going with this? We're talking about different tremors. Oh, maybe, you're talking maybe about there's the old a, tremor. Well, yeah, sort of. Like, what would that have been? 2012 ish? I'm talking about the regular cab short box, two wheel drive. Oh. EcoBoost. We're talking two different. I'm talking really? this tremor. What is Did that? Did you not know that this is. No. They just released. Okay, so hold on, back up. We're going to cover both of them then, right? So the new Tremor is a three-quarter and one-ton uh, heavy-duty truck. Um, it uh, comes in either a 7.3 gas engine or the 6.7 oh. power stroke, right? Solid rear axle or solid axle. Um, basically, it's designed to be direct competition to the power wagon. 
Interesting. So it's made to be a work truck Monday through Friday, hook it to your camper, take it down forestry trails on the weekends. Comes with um, additional, it's got extra ground clearance. Uh, the approach angles are a little bit higher. It's a neat trim package. I have not heard of it yet. Yeah, it's, it's super cool. I would suggest crazy. watching our What's the Hype video. All right, I'll do really that. Good. All right. Yeah, they're neat. They, um, there's a ton of, of footage out there of the guys taking these trucks literally off the off the factory or off the dealer lot and just climbing rocks and whatnot with them. So That's sick. Yeah, it's super cool. I, that was neat. That's weird like how that, that worked out. Yeah. So tell me about, about your Tremor. So what year was it made? What is it? What I don't it remember the years. It was It's the facelift of when they got the EcoBoost engines, the V6s. So like 2010, 10, something, 11. Let's see what um, we Regular cab, short box. You could get it in a four by four. Sure. Okay. It's a. I think essentially what they are is it's a kind of a base short box work truck with an FX package with an EcoBoost. Okay. Um, and they're just super. You you get the bucket seats and you get the shifter on the console and then it's the. It's not the Ford GT detuned EcoBoost like you get in the new Raptor. It's the. But I mean. Yeah, yeah a tune and some bolt-ons, and you're talking, you're going to 500 horsepower, regular cab, short box, modern truck, and for not a whole lot of money. And, and I know we've been, brand, for lack of a better term, brand-humping Ford really hard. Yeah. But EcoBoost technology is so neat because I remember when EcoBoost first came out, there were guys doing, like Car and Driver did a test. They took a brand-new F-150, took it to the, like off the dealer lot, drove it directly to one of the, the drag strips in uh, New England, right, up in that neck of the woods. Tune, intake, exhaust, cat pack exhaust. Yeah. Like a 12.5. Yeah. What? <laughs> it's the modern day lightning. It, it's a full size pickup. Gone. Yeah. Crazy. Easy. Cheap. Crazy. Neat. Wait, is it my turn now? I think so. Oh, gosh. Um, What else do you got in here? I'm going to go. My next one is going to be the King Ranch. I know you've got King Ranch and Platinum tied together, but specifically the King Ranch trim package. The interiors on these. Look, Zach, pull up that interior right there. Second photo. Ugh. Yeah, saddle leather. Oh, man. <laughs> I mean, literally, real, <laughs> real, like, real. leather, raw yeah. leather, tanned, double-stitched, I believe, like, hand-embossed with the King Ranch logo. I, the, the King Ranch first came out, I believe, on the 6 liters back in 2004. And they Ooh, are... What are, what are my notes? Uh, King Ranch started in 01. Did it start in 01? It did start in okay. 01. In the, uh, in the Super Duty trucks, right? Oh, uh, what was it? No, I don't think so. It was the my notes that I wrote down says it's a first. It was the first full size lightweight truck with a full size rear compartment with full size doors. Oh, so it was like a crew ca- like the first crew cabs. The, yeah, the actual crew cab. Sure. Before it was called crew cab. Because I've always known King Ranch for the leather and for yeah. the trim and for all of the interior styling. I didn't realize that it was also like paving the way for stuff. Yeah. yeah. This is what makes these conversations super cool for right. me. Is they're like you find out all these little tidbits of information. It's weird. Know? Yeah, but I've always loved the King Ranch. The interiors are gorgeous, and that that must be yeah, that's a twenty twenty right there. Just everything about them are phenomenal. They they ride great. They feel good. The leather doesn't feel fake because it's not right. It feels like actual real. Yeah, leather. it's not vinyl. Yeah. And for that reason, uh, that's definitely one of my top rankings. When I'm a, I'm a sucker for top trim stuff anyway. Like it, it really makes or breaks a vehicle when you go from a base model to a top trim. It. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. And even, I think it's just a matter of base model versus anything in general. Yeah, really. You know, you. 
I had a, my truck was a base model and my first truck was my 92. And then when I moved to my six liter, my power stroke, um, I went to a Lariat. So I literally okay. jumped yeah. the whole trim. So I went from manual seat, manual tilt steering wheel, no pop, no rear sliding window, none of that to uh, extended cab short box, six liter with heated driver seats, heated steering wheel, power adjusting pedals. My pedals moved on their own, like power rear slider. Yeah. And when you see that stuff on paper, it's hard to justify the extra money. But then when you get something used and kind of roll that into the depreciation, it it becomes worth it very quickly. Yeah, when you drive it, it's it's nuts. So you're up. I'm up. You're up. Back on the kind of regular cab two wheel drive sport trucks, the SRT ten Dodge Ooh. Rams. I'm not a fan. You're not. I can't get over the styling. The, the, what? the body styling to me kills it. What I, are you talking about? That's like the best part. I want to love these trucks, right? Because everything about them is so cool. That's the SRT 10 out of the Viper. Yeah. The boogie, right? They, when they came out, there was nothing like them in the market, right? They're awesome powertrain wise, but I cannot do. I'm not a big Ram guy to begin with. So then to take the Ram and make the body lines more bubbly oh, and more man. like, I just can't do it. I'm You're sorry. out of control, bud. <laughs> you are out Dude, of control. 500 horsepower. Yeah. Manual. Yeah. Side note, somebody is bumping outside here. That must oh. be Junior in the shop. Just <laughs> over 500 cubic inches of naturally aspirated horsepower going through a manual in a two-wheel drive truck. I know, but I just can't do the front end. And then you could get the crew cab. With the all-wheel drive automatic, oh, also cool. Tell me about that. I just did. Well, what? How many? Basically, essentially, same stats, just a, just a little more. Yeah, okay. correct. Well, it might have been a four-speed. I'm not 100 percent sure on that. I wasn't sure if they went to like, a, you know, like most modern trucks now get an eight-speed or something like that. But more civilized. I mean, you can actually drive these things. I don't know how good they were at towing. They had the horsepower for it, but I don't know how good those large displacement 10 cylinders are going to do under heavy load at low rpm yeah i don't know i that feel that's like that's more of a yeah want to go that's a lot of stress but just i mean you can get a manual two-wheel drive single cab short box or you get a crew cab automatic that's that's utility oh, and have go. fun in it here we go fastest Burnouts production truck at the time of its release yeah in the world. there were a lot of fast well production you know what? trucks in their days the lightning was probably the fastest production truck in it its was day. yeah correct <laughs> yeah, and then GM was like, watch us stuff a 6-liter. Well, yeah, how'd that go for him? Into this Chevy mm. SS. Mm, maybe we should talk about that Let's right now. Let's talk about that one right, right now. That's a great segue. So what was that, 03 to 06? Cat I 03 to 07, early. But could you get the SS in the mm. 07 Cat I Classic? Is that what they call them? Yeah, so basically it was the leftover 06 year models. Um, oh, you're, Zach, you're looking for uh, Chevy 1500 SS, probably. We'll give you the... Oh, snap. Because he pulled up the... <laughs> I do like those. Yeah, me too. I do like those. So these these things are neat. It's a Cadillac Chevy pickup truck, a 1500, that comes factory reverse leveled, right? So draw. Are they? I'm pretty sure they're factory That would drop. make sense. They look like it. Yep. And then they stuffed a 6 liter LS engine up under the hood. And they were like 340 horsepower or something like that. Which was respectable in its 345, time. 345, 3D torque. They used the... Escalade transmission, the all-wheel drive. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Neat. Neat stuff. So they they held up to to the abuse pretty good. But but my favorite part what? in 06, you get a two-wheel drive. 
Oh. Mm. Burnouts for days. <laughs> but they did that thing where with all the other trucks that they had, they went to drums in the rear. I, that always drove me nuts that GM did that. Why? They put drum Why? brakes for in the what rear reason? of the trucks. I don't... Uh, I get cost. I cheap, get it. I guess, but, right? Come on. Yeah, like drums died in like 99 when we went to the newer body stops. Yeah. And then in 03, Chevy's like, like oh, just here they are. kidding, they're back. Oh, <laughs> that was a weird thing. That was terrible. Absolutely terrible. I think it's important to note while we're on the Chevy topic here and while we're talking 454s and 6 liters, did you know that for a number of years, and I believe up and until the 14 to 18 body style, you could get a Chevy 1500 HD. What? So you could buy a 1500 half-ton truck with the 6 liter. Would that be like the Mighty Max stuff, or what did they call uh, those? Vortex Max. Vortex Vor- Max. Why don't, what am I thinking Mighty Max? I, Something max, Vortec max. Yeah, Vortec sounds, max, yeah. I believe it was. But yeah. Is that what that is? Excuse me. So you could buy a 1500 HD truck. So it was everything was the same half ton other than it got the six liter. That's super neat. Which is neat. So it was a lot of horsepower. It drank a lot of fuel. Those were also the years that you could buy a three quarter ton with an 8.1. The the big boy. Was the, that a four fit? It was four, big. Something. It was big. I don't, it's gigantic. Large. <laughs> and yeah. in charge. 8.1 liter. And those, fun fact for you as well, because we're talking about nerdy stuff, the 8.1s got made into an Allison transmission out of the three-quarter ton trucks. They're out of the, Interesting. the diesel truck. So it got yeah. the diesel transmission with an 8.1. That seems to be the trend on my notes is a lot of these people are using It's because they knew that they trans. had lots of HPs and had to put it through something. Yeah. Ugh. Wild. Oh, God. Should we talk about the 454 SS since you said that? Yeah, we better. Fucking turds. Yeah, so so you're yeah you're looking for Chevy 454 SS. Cool trucks again with the regular cab short box two wheel drive thing. Those square bodies just get me right in the right. heart. Right. So again, take it back. Right. We're talking. We're talking. Yeah. Early to mid nineties square body style. I always remember them in black. I didn't know you could. They get only them came in black. black. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, because then they get the white 454 and the yeah. red SS uh-huh. logo on the back. So anyway, so we're talking a regular cab short box two wheel drive. OBS Chevy, as they call it. So like a, the 90s body style, square headlights, square front Oh, wheels. they're so good. Beautiful trucks, right? Non-step really side. Non-step side, so, so fleet side. So smooth body lines on the on the side of the bed. Really smooth, simple trucks. Body lines look great. Awesome in principle. Beautiful in principle. Yeah. However. 7.4 liter, 230 horsepower. Gigantic. Ugh. However. Here's where the struggle with this truck lies. Tell me why GM lets down. Tell me what happened with this. I know the answer, but tell pe- tell the people. And this might be different than what you're thinking, but they just, they weren't very quick. No, they weren't I don't quick know at why. All. They, they weren't made, fast at all is the problem. I think they were like 385 foot pounds, but just between the gearing and. And no HPs. Yeah. They only made, what they make for horsepower. Do you have that written down? 230. 230. 230. You have a 7.2 liter, 4.4 gigantic <laughs> gas guzzling engine. Yeah. And it made 230 horsepower. And it was barely exciting. My 2.0 liter daily driver GTI with a turbo yeah. makes 210 at the brake. Yeah. It gets 35 miles to the gallon. Uh, Chevy had such a good opportunity to crush it with this. 
and they didn't. They just they 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 dropped the ball. And so I, hard. I don't think they had anything as far as competition. So all they really had to do was make a not turd. Well, I don't even know if I'd go that. All they had to do was make a sport-oriented truck, whether it actually did anything sporty or not. I don't know as if they had to. That, I mean, the big thing at the time was, oh, it's a 7.4 liter. Right. Yeah, America, horsepower. Yeah, well. Bald eagle screeches. And, and it looked really good. Right. I mean, it was a black. Right, black it on looks black. The business. Yeah, they look great. They're beautiful trucks. And then the second-gen Lightning came along and stomped it destroyed. with half the displacement. Yeah, and that's where... Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the, the 454 SS was kind of the pilot for that market, right? And it's, yeah, it's what I would say so. It's what led to the Lightning. It's what led to the, to the early Tremors. It's what led to the SRT-10 Rams. I oh, mean, 100%. It, it led to all of that stuff. So, uh, yeah, I neat trucks in principle, terrible in execution. Correct. Um, beautiful. Let's do two more. Ooh. Um. um I'm going to go first. I'm going to pick. I don't know what you have for Shelby written down there, but all I see is Shelby, and that's all I need to know. Shelby. Shelby anything. Dakota. Shelby anything. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on a second. This is a good conversation. Shelby America, as many of you probably know, because you probably watch Ford v. Ferrari, right? Shelby America worked with Ford for a number of years. They got them through Le Mans, got them to their first Le Mans win, took them to a couple Le Mans wins afterwards. And then in 1969 or 1970... I believe it was, there was a disagreement and Shelby was like, nah fam, I'm out. And he left. He went to go work with Mopar. For a long time. And he worked with Mopar for a long time. So tell me, because I was going to take this a different way, but tell me about the Shelby Dakota. Now, despite what you probably think, I don't think he was really involved with it. This was at a time, the, the production year of the truck was 1989, which is a time when he was, they companies were just kind of plastering his name on stuff as a Kind of an appearance trim package, really. It, it just right. had, like, the logo on the seat, and then you got some, like, stickers on the side. But they put the 5.2 in the Dakota, the Neat. V8, which was 175 horsepower, but, like, 270-something foot-pounds of torque. In a so truck it was a, that weighs 3,500 In 1989. Yeah. Which was, and for the smaller truck, I mean, you're talking probably similar or better performance than that 454 SS. Yeah. In a quarter In a smaller truck, size. Yeah. Yeah. Again, this is square body style. I mean, we're talking the the older Dakotas, right? So square, very square cabin, not a lot of like smooth body lines, and it works. Did you know they made it? You couldn't get the five two in it, but they made a Dakota Sport convertible. No, Weird. they made a convertible. They made a convertible. Look at this thing, Zach. I feel like all you've done the whole episode is just just Google stuff. <laughs> it's not a Shelby, so it might not come up, but it also might just disregard. And just pull up, just pull up Dakota convertible. What they look see? real, like with the top up. They're what so the, weird. What are we looking at? They're so odd. Like nobody cared. Nobody bought them. They didn't make very well, many. I hope not. They're hideous and they're pointless. But it was a. Uh, it was look at that one's got twenty-two inch wheels on it right above there. Look at that. <laughs> it was a partnership with guy. the American Sunroof Corporation. I don't know if you've heard of them before. Have ASC. Not. Have you heard of the ASC McLaren Mustang? Yes. Where they took notchbacks and just cut yeah, the roof off and made it. Off, right. Same thing. 
Nobody cared. Didn't make very many, but they do exist. You you see them every now and then, and you're like just like, what the hell is that? This is why it's always been fun for me to walk through Iola with you. Right? Yeah. Uh, for those of you that don't know, Iola Car Show is a local car show to us. It's one of the biggest classic car shows in uh, in the U.S. I think it's the biggest the car biggest show and swap show. meet in yeah. the U.S. It's in the world, it's, maybe. It's acres and acres. We were there three days this past year, and we covered half of it. Yeah. Right? It was nothing. So, But it's always fun to walk through there with you because it's – there's always so many different you, you know, see these things stupid that things see. that I yeah. already know about. It's super weird. Yeah, I'm gonna hit on one more then um, before we ra- or before we jump into this. I'm curious stuff. to see which one you're gonna pick here. I don't there's, even know. There's if a couple. I don't even know if it's on your list. The Jeep Comanche. Dude. The MJ is so neat. I want one so, so bad. Neat. So late. 80s into the 90s jeep was making the xj which is the grand cherokee and that was working great right and they made it and people loved it and then someone was like let's like stick a bed to the back of it thus the comanche was born and so they made the comanche for i believe (laughs) (laughs) i believe they made them for uh i think it was close to 10 years eight or 10 years and they never saw any results they were super cool everyone talked about it nobody bought them yeah because they had no payload and they were they're kind of ugly. <laughs> they kind of, yeah, you really have to have a taste for that specifically. And not a lot of people did. Right. And I think it's because that it follows all the same, like, front end styling as, as the XJ. And see, that one looks good. That one's on a lift kit and some tires and stuff. But uh, I, they just never did really well. And I think they're super cool. Um, available with the V6, I believe. Inline 6. Inline 6, excuse me. Um, and you could get them in a... In a five speed yeah you can get a manual they were like 245 torque with a yeah. manual they just burn out yeah. for days so super cool things never took off but i think i like this for two reasons one the styling is so unique for their time there was really nothing else like them but two and probably more importantly it paved the way for the gladiator it really did it was it's the big brother to the gladiator it piloted that market and then jeep killed it and then in 2018, they were like, oh, let's try this again. Yeah, trucks are hot. Let's go. Yeah, and they did it. And the Gladiator's crushing it right now. I, so. I still want one. I saw one today, actually, when I was out running errands with Blair, and I freaked out. I was like, oh, my God. The only thing that kills it for me, the whole truck, the whole Gladiator looks really, like, beefy and strong. And then the tailgate is like, hi. <laughs> yeah. It's, I, I don't know. I didn't like them at first. They're starting to grow on me. Yeah, they're neat. They look really good. We, Archon did that build with that one on uh, 24 by 14s and 40s, and it's phenomenal. It doesn't take much to just completely change them. And you can stuff a, a three-inch lift kit. You can stuff 37s underneath it. That's ridiculous. That's all Jeep. Zach's got a Jake, uh, JLU, right? JLU? Okay. JK, JLU, okay. so a four-door uh, 2018 Jeep. He's got a four-inch lift, and 35s look small. <laughs> They do. They don't look good. Or they don't look oh big. I mean, they God. look good, but they don't look big. You like, hear this man? He said he's going to put 40s on it. You should. Let's do it. <laughs> Re-geared 40s, uh, snorkel bumpers. Let's go. Let's do it. All right. <laughs> that was super fun. We should do this again. Maybe We're going to have to. We'll we... do an episode two or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's change gears here. Otherwise, we're going to be here all day. Um, let's do Wheel of the Week. So Wheel of the Week, for those of you that don't know, is... A bit where I ask the guest what their either underappreciated or, or not talked about wheel is, or maybe a wheel that doesn't get some attention that that people think it should. And this is interesting. This is going to be a good conversation. You picked the Archon Lincoln. I did. Side note: that's not an in, that's not a plug. Sean genuinely picked the Archon Lincoln. I Dude, promise it's you. It's so good. So tell me why the Lincoln. I should look at it. Wait, wait. This is where Sean does the ding, 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 did the Lincoln. Did you oh, see that? No. What? Do you watch any of our videos? Sort of. I'm disappointed. I'm sorry. 
So anyway, tell me why the Lincoln. Do I have not seen a wheel in the last 15 years that looks as aggressive and classy all at the same time. And then when you fair. get when you roll the proper directional thing into it where you I guess you could put them on backwards, but they're all going to match. It, it but doesn't they would still make thread, it weird. They would yeah. match backwards. So dude, it just looks the business. You can't. And I know I don't know if I'm even necessarily supposed to say this. It's not a secret. They're Chinese wheels. Let's be real. They're, they're, cast. Man, they're manufactured in China. I think the, the point you're moving wheels. is they're cast wheels, right? Yeah. That's what you're trying to say. And they're affordable. Yeah. It's just they look so yeah, good. Right there, they right come That's so a set many. of 26 by 14s, right? That's a giant. Yeah. Not, not giant, but that's big, right, it's for most giant. builds. That's giant. $1,800. Yeah. What? There's no way. I remember I priced them against some of the other guys that are in that, that cast directional wheel market. And Archon has been killing it because they're priced so aggressively. Yeah. Some of the other manufacturers are, are for a set of 26 by 14s, are $22, $24, Yeah. $1,800. Easy. You can buy those. Slap a set of tires on it and call it a day. You yeah. Know? Yeah. A um, couple of notes on that one. Uh, it's a, so the Lincoln, if, if you guys haven't seen it, is an eight-spoke design. Um, it's a true directional, which means you don't both wheels are digging when you're going down the road. You don't have one side digging, one side swooping. Um, they're available in 20 to 26 inches in diameter. 9 to 14 wide, so pretty much they'll fit just about anything you can get. And they come in chrome, black and milled, and probably my favorite finish of 2020, the black and machined. Ooh, I haven't seen that yet, right actually. There. So that's what they look like. So has, the spokes are machined, and then they're clear-coated, and then it's a black barrel. What's crazy is, Zach, if you pull up like one of the pictures on the truck, it makes that... Is there one with the machine face? Those are all black and milled. But what it does is it makes that whole it makes the wheel seem so much wider yeah because there's there's nothing else there you know it's uh, it's crazy so yeah um, ask us anything oh god this is fun so for those of you that don't ask us anything I pull the YouTube community sometime before the show and I say hey if you had a question for our guest what would it be and why I usually try to um, try to put it into something that makes sense for those guys right. Uh, for our guest. So uh, this week it was, if you could ask any exotic car mechanic, what would it be and why? And excuse me. Disgusting. <laughs> Jason Miller wants to know, we all know we can't find an eight millimeter when we need it. What's the one tool you can find when working on an exotic car? Oh God. Can't, can find? You can find. I don't get it. So it's like... <laughs> It's basically saying we know you can't find an eight, and I believe you meant a ten mil, right? That's the standing. Point. I wonder. Nobody can find a ten mil, but he's saying like I think he's asking what tools can you always find working on exotics? And now, so to provide some preface, you guys have done a couple R eights. You, yep. You're working on the Ferrari. Um, you've got some stuff working with the Lambo. You know, you guys mm-hmm. have done some exotic car stuff. So what are like, what are your common tools? Like, what do you use? It's not a whole lot. There's a lot of Torx bits, and then like your standard. 8, 10, 12, 14 mil stuff. And that's kind of it. I mean, these cars are engineered in such a way that they're they're based off race cars. Sure. So they're they're almost kind of hand-built. They're made to be worked on. Wild. So it's granted there's a bit of a process with certain things, <laughs> and the materials are pretty yeah. exotic, but they're, they're really straightforward to work on. It doesn't take a whole lot of tools. You can fit them on a cart, roll them over the car, and get whatever you need to get done. It's wild to me to think that you can pull an Audi R8 apart. Audi. Audi R8. Thank you. Sorry. With uh, with a handful of basic yeah, tools. I literally. Mean, 
It's crazy. Like, literally. $200,000 car. 10 mil, 14 mil, couple yeah. of torque spits. Call That's it. it. Wild. Yep. Cool. Uh, well, there you have it, guys. Another episode of Lifted Logic. Thank you again, Sean, for joining us. This was a ton of fun. We should do this again. Thank you for having me. I would like to do this again. I had a blast. We should. Uh, make sure that if you like what you heard, you give us a thumbs up. Or uh, if you're listening to this on your podcast platform of choice, leave us a good review. Um, that's always super good for us. And it makes sure that we know that you guys like it. Um, let me see here. What else we got? Don't forget to check out Branded Title on the YouTube. Yeah. We just put airbags on a Ferrari. We're going to be doing some pretty crazy stuff to it here in the near future. Yeah, you guys have got a lot of plans. So you can find those guys at Branded Title Co. on pretty much every social platform. Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok. Are you on TikTok? Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're on TikTok. You guys are on everything. Yep. So check them out, Branded Title Company. And uh, if you have an idea who we should interview next or what we should talk about next, leave that in the comments down below. It's me. Say me. It might be you. I hope it's me. This is fun. That'd be fun. All right. With that, we'll see you next time. Goodbye.